friends and introverts. Welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, I came across an article called 36 Questions to Fall in Love with Someone. So naturally, I was like, let me make the podcast listeners fall in love with me. (laughs) But first, as always, we're going to do our mental health check. You're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. I am batching episodes for the next couple weeks, so I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to rate my mental health every week because I'm recording these back to back and literally nothing will change in my life, hopefully in like 45 minutes between takes. So instead, I am going to do a couple of like self-care meditation exercises with you guys. And this week, I'm going to try like an ASMR thing because I have a really good microphone and like, why would I not use it for ASMR? So we're going to start with that here in a second. So get your little earbuds in. We're about to get started. Okay, that was our little ASMR meditation. I've never done an ASMR thing before, but hopefully it comes out okay. I don't know. I won't know until I'm editing this. Um, But it felt very relaxing to me, kind of empowering. I'm into it. Maybe I'll try it again. I don't know. As you're thinking about your mental health and rating your mental health from one to five, as you're letting go of all the negativity that you have inside you and breathing in all the positive, I want to give you my recommendations for the week. I am batching episodes, but you know that I always have something to say about everything. So I'm going to recommend something I don't think I've recommended before, or maybe I have, I don't know. It's White Lotus. I'm like way behind on the White Lotus train. I heard people talking about it for months and months and months. And like something about people continuously recommending something makes me not want to watch it or not want to read it. However, 
I highly recommend it. I only watched the first season so far, okay? I have not watched season two at all, but the first season is a wild, wild ride. It has a lot of actors that you will recognize, and it's kind of like if a fever dream were to take place on Maui. (laughs) It's all very Hawaiian vacation, Um, And it follows several different characters and their interpersonal relationships. And I really love like character studies like that because I think people are fascinating and I always am super nosy and I want to know what's going on in people's lives. So White Lotus is perfect if you are someone like me that wants to know what's going on in everybody's life at all times. The second thing I'm going to recommend for you is a road trip. This is not revolutionary. However, I... I'm recently getting into road trips like for the fun of it. I, growing up, my family moved around a lot and when we moved we would road trip from place to place and it was fine. Like we tried to stop at some places along the way but I mean at the end of the day it was we were just moving from one place that I loved to a place that I didn't know and so therefore it had some kind of like negative connotations, you know? But this year, my husband and I, I guess it was last year, we took a road trip from Texas to Florida and back. It was actually so much fun. We stopped at a bunch of places. We saw a bunch of stuff. We ended up, like, ended our road trip in Universal in Orlando and then spent a day there and spent a couple days doing other stuff there, got a bunch of good food. And it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of good vibes. Like, we were truly just chilling. Um, and we've been listening to the audiobook versions of Harry Potter. My husband has never read any of the Harry Potter books. He's watched all the movies because I love them and he likes to, like, support me in things that I love. So he's listening to the audiobooks and he's like, wait, I don't remember this from the movies. I'm like, yeah, you'll, you'll experience that a lot. So if you want to just spend nice quality time with someone, a road trip is, like, shockingly amazing. I remember as a child, it was just not a good time. Um, I also had like a bunch of health stuff as a kid, so I had to stop every three hours to use the bathroom and that was a whole thing and it was very inconvenient for literally everybody. Um, So that was not good. And then like three kids in a car with my family and we were all kind of young sometimes and therefore we were kind of brats. So we didn't want to be in a car for 10 hours. But we, I mean, we didn't really have too much of a choice. So that was my memory of road trips. But now as an adult doing a road trip, I like have control over the playlist. I have control over where we go and where we stop. Like it's actually so fun. So if you did road trips as a kid and you hated them, I encourage you to try it one more time. And it can be like a super long one, okay? Getting from Texas to Florida... I think it took us three days um, because we just broke it down into like manageable chunks, like six to eight hours a day of driving. And that is enough for me. And it was, it was fine. I really wouldn't do any more than eight hours a day of driving. It just turns into a slog at that point. And I don't want to be irritable. So yeah, we're maybe doing the road trip to Vegas at the time of this recording, we still don't know. I, we're, we're deciding this coming weekend. 
And like, I'm excited, but I also have like so much to do. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I've known about this, this potential for weeks and I literally have not prepared one single iota. But if we do do the road trip, it's going to take us four days to get from Texas to Las Vegas. And we're going to stop at this like cool cavern place along the way. We're going to stop in some other places in New Mexico. We're going to stop um, at a place in Texas, I think. It's going to be so much fun if we do do it. And even if we don't do it for this particular race event, I think that we're going to road trip to Vegas eventually anyway. And I think it would be so much fun just to do all of the sightseeing stuff and not really have that time constraint. Because right now we're kind of rushing to Vegas. Like we would leave on a Tuesday and get to Vegas on Friday. And the only reason we're doing that is because the event starts on Saturday and it's Saturday and Sunday, which is fine. But we also have like commitments at home that we have to do on that Tuesday. So we can't leave any sooner. So it's kind of like this it must work out perfectly for it to work out at all. And I don't know if it's going to work out at all, but I guess that's kind of the fun of it, you know? So even if we don't do this road trip, we will do a road trip and it will be to Vegas. I also have to say that I recommend Teslas in general because road tripping in a Tesla that's literally just driving you to your destination is so much less taxing. The road trip we're going to do to Vegas is going to be in our X5, in our SUV, pulling the Tesla on a trailer and I have to tell you I wish we were taking the Tesla and like just driving the Tesla however we can't really drive the race tires on the street because like they're meant for the track and you don't want to degrade them before we get to the event kind of thing so we'll see what happens if you can take a road trip I highly recommend it seriously even if it's just a few hours to like a nearby big city or the middle of nowhere to get a cabin I highly recommend it it's so much fun it can be so peaceful and just a really good bonding time for you and a friend or a partner or someone you're trying to get to know because you will know each other by the end of the road trip okay and finally this brings us to our new segment of the rant of the week. And again, even though I am batching episodes, I have a ton of stuff I want to complain about because you know that I just love to complain. So today I will be complaining about my dog running in the mud. My dog is a very like chill animal, okay? But like all chill animals, he gets the zoomies sometimes. Normally, super cute because his lips are flying everywhere, his tongue's flopping out of his mouth, his ears are flopping, like the way he runs is hilarious. Normally, super cute. Today, it is raining for the first time in weeks and Hybrid has not gotten the zoomies in the morning for weeks when it's been dry. But this morning, he got the zoomies outside in the mud and it's like the dog has this intuition of what is going to not really excite me in the morning. And I will tell you that cleaning off a muddy dog in the morning is really not how I want to start my day. And he knew this. He knew this. And he's looking at me and he's so excited. And I have to kind of smile because it's like, I wish I could have just that pure joy. You know what I mean? But at the same time, my dude, you are really, you're really just grinding my gears a little bit. And I'm not going to scold you, okay? I'm not going to crush your little soul and tell you to stop running around and stop having a good time. Like, that's not the dog owner that I am. 
okay? But if you could intuit in this moment that I'm barely awake, I just woke up, I came from the bed to get you to go outside, and the thing you want to do is get mud all over yourself, and then I'm going to have to clean the mud off of you, and inevitably I'm going to miss a spot and you're going to get mud all over the floor, and it's just, it's a compound thing that I don't want to do. If, if only he could intuit this, but he cannot. He's a dog. He's a pea brain. He does not know. But this morning, when I tell you that the irkness of me at, at that time was so high, so high, and I'm glaring at him and then I'm kind of laughing because he looks so ridiculous sometimes when he has his little zoomies. But seriously, can we do the zoomies inside? Can we do it in the dry? Can we do it not literally anywhere but in the mud? That would be appreciated. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. If you have a dog, you know the struggle. Okay, so with all of that behind us, let's go ahead and get into these 36 questions to fall in love. I have read the questions, but I did not prep any answers whatsoever, and I didn't remove any questions. I saw that there were some where it's like, tell the person that you're talking to a problem that you have and ask for their advice. I'm just gonna like skip over those questions. So if you get to the end and you're like, that was only like 33 questions. Yeah, it's because I skipped ones where I needed to interact with someone and obviously I am by myself in the closet, in the podcast closet, okay? So let's go ahead and get started. I love these little question things. They're so fun and maybe you will fall in love with me by the end. <laughs> okay, question number one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest. I'll tell you who I wouldn't want. Is someone who insists on using whom instead of who in regular speech or correcting me when I say who instead of whom. I know when I should use whom, okay? I have a degree in the stupid language, but it does not matter. It really doesn't matter at all, okay? If you understand what I'm saying to you, then the language I'm using is fine. Okay, anyway, the person that I would want as a dinner guest, anyone in the world, I would, can it be like living or dead? I think I would want to have dinner with Robin Williams because I've always kind of admired him. I thought he's really funny, um, but how he, he passed away is particularly tragic and I would just be curious kind of what happened or like if there's some wisdom that he could share if in the afterlife or whatever if he wishes he had done something differently if there's something that people in his life could have done to prevent this I don't know but these are all questions I think we have when we lose someone to suicide so I would I would ask those questions of him if I had the opportunity Next question. Would you like to be famous and in what way? I would like to be famous, like low-key famous. I don't want to be recognized in public, okay? That would mean that I'd go out even less than I already do. And I feel like at that point it would be um somewhat unhealthy, okay? So I would like to be like low-key famous. 
I'd like to be famous like for the podcast or for my books. And then like if you are a fan of the podcast, you already know like I'm an introvert and you're probably an introvert too. So we're not going to go up to each other, but we might give a like, hey, I know you kind of like wave smile thing. I'd be into that. But to run into someone at like the grocery store or something and then like, oh, can I have a picture with you? And then I would say yes, but I would be all red because I'm embarrassed and it would just be perpetuated in this photo forever, forever, forever. And I would be very sad about that. So low-key famous, please. Number three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say and why? Yes, obviously I do. Um, it's like I have to hype myself up to have a phone call, okay? And if I do not hype myself up, I will legitimately forget what I was actually calling about, 100%. If I do not rehearse, yes, hello, I would like to place an order for pickup, I will forget who I'm calling, why I'm calling them, what the point of life is, I will become very flustered and will not complete the call. So yes, obviously I rehearse my phone calls. Do people not do that? I don't know. Number four, what would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day for me is one day, one day in which I do not need to do anything at all. I do not have any obligations. I do not have anyone asking me for anything. I do not have anyone calling me. I don't have anyone texting me. I don't have anyone talking to me at all. I just do literally whatever I want all day. If I want to leave the house, I could, but I probably wouldn't, honestly. I would sleep in, I would read a book, I would journal, I would play my game, I would just relax and that would be a perfect day because I feel like I just just work too much and I'm tired of it to be honest and I'm just tired in general so I just kind of want to do nothing sometimes. Number five, when did you last sing to yourself and when did you last sing to someone else? I have literally never said, okay, that's not true. I only sing to other people on their birthday if other people are also singing. So, whenever someone's birthday party was last and there was singing, that was the last time. Um, But I sing to myself every time I'm in the car by myself. That's like the main reason I would drive myself anywhere is so that I can have my little DIY concert in the car. There's nothing but I literally don't care if anyone can see me. And my windows are tinted also, so there's no way that I am not singing to myself in the car. Number six, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and either retain the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Oh, okay, so when I'm 30, either I can physically freeze where I am or mentally freeze where I am for the rest of my life until 90 at which point I would die um I would retain the mind because I know that Alzheimer's runs in my family I know that dementia runs in my family and I've kind of seen the effects of these things on other people so like for example when my grandmother was going through dementia I saw how it affected my mom or I think it was my great-grandma actually And it's just kind of sad to see the person that you know becoming someone that you don't even recognize. So even though like I would get 
like old and saggy and wrinkly, I think that would be fine. I'm cool with aging, to be honest. I don't care if I get wrinkles. I don't care if I get gray hair. I don't care if my boobs get saggy. Like, it just is what it is. It's part of being a person. Um, and being a 90-year-old that looks 30 would be crazy. Yeah, that would be too crazy. So, I would definitely, definitely keep the mind that I actually have right now. Number seven, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I honestly, I have no idea. Um, I have no clue. It could be old age. It could be a freak accident. I really don't know, but I feel like the intrusive thoughts really be intruding sometimes. Like when we were working on the car, I kept like seeing in my head, like the car would slip off the lift and then crush me. Like, okay, I get, I understand that it's just my brain trying to protect me. However, Mr. Brain or Mrs. Brain, whatever, can you not? Can you not? It's, it is not helping me. It is not helping my life. I already know that if the car's on the lift, it's not super, super stable. I mean, it's stable enough to work on, but like don't yank on it and push on it. I understand. So maybe don't freak me out about normal things that I'm doing, but I really don't know how I'm going to die. And I'm really not concerning myself about it right now. I need to not focus on like what might be the end and focus on enjoying the life that I have while I have it. Next one, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Um, I think I feel most grateful for my husband because he is like everything to me. He is, it just feels like like we're made for each other, which is so random and so weird, but maybe everyone feels that way about the person they marry, but I've just never had a connection with someone that is so palpable and so long. It just has such longevity, you know? So I'm, I'm very grateful for him. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Um, I wish I was encouraged to be more social, as weird as that sounds. I feel like I am naturally more introverted, but the way I was raised kind of really lent into that, which, I mean, it's fine, I guess. I turned out pretty okay, but if I had any idea of, like, how to be a social person, I might be more social, but I'm more comfortable just, like, chilling by myself which again is fine, but I think it'd be interesting to kind of see what opportunities would present themselves to me if I were not so introverted, I guess. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Um, can it be a supernatural ability? Because... I, I would like that. I would like it to be a supernatural ability. And I would like the idea, I don't know, because now that I say, I'm thinking about, so I was going to say I want the ability to read people's minds if I want to. But then like, I'm so nosy. And I also feel like that's kind of a violation of someone's trust and their privacy. And that's not really okay. So definitely don't want to do that. Ooh, if I could have a photographic memory, but only for things that I actually want to remember, I would like that. 
because my memory, like my short-term memory is not good. It is not. If I don't write it down, I will forget. And I don't know what that's about, but my long-term memory is honestly amazing. Like great. I can remember what people were wearing, exactly what they said in a conversation, but my short-term memory for like things I need to grab while I'm at Walgreens, uh, absolutely not. It's not happening. I, <laughs> I will forget. I will forget. So don't entrust me with any of that. So photographic memory, but only for the things that I actually want to remember or want to commit to memory. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? If I could know anything, I think I would want to know like what the purpose of humans is. Like, why are we here? Is there a greater purpose? And if so, like, what is it? And if not, like, what is the point? Like, are we just, you know, out here randomly just in the universe kind of going to work and stuff for no apparent reason? I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, what? what's the point of all of this? That's what I would want to know. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? My first thought was I've dreamed of going to Thailand, honestly. And I've spoken to my husband about this literally for 10 years and we have not gone to Thailand. And the reason is because we booked a trip and then we had to cancel it because of the COVID. And we've just not rebooked it again. Um, it just like the timing isn't right and blah, blah, blah. So honestly, it's just one of those things where I need to just book it and just go. Like just book the flight, book the hotel, like just go see the world. I think that's what I want to do. I also want to go to Antarctica because I've been to every other continent except for that one. And the only way to get there is on a cruise and that's fine, but I've never been on a cruise before. So it's like a 10 or 14 day cruise from Argentina to Antarctica and then back again. And you have to obviously get yourself from wherever you are to Antarctica, board the boat, blah, blah, blah. And I just haven't done that because like it's expensive, which is fine, but it's also like, okay, it's not just like book the trip kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of pricing, but it's expensive, the time etc. It's just like always some random excuse. And again, it's like one of those things that I just need to just set aside some time. Okay, like let's just work it out. Like let's just make this happen. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Mm, the greatest accomplishment of my life so far is having published two books and I've actually written four books. I'm really proud of all of those things. My third book, I'm shopping out to publishers and agents right now. My fourth one is getting there. I just wrote the query letter for it this week, so I'm going to polish that up, polish up the synopsis, um, get my comps and stuff together, and start shopping that one out. Um, but I'm really proud of what I've done so far. I'm really happy with that. It's like I'm finally living out my dream, you know? What do you value most in a friendship? I value trust the most and stability and consistency. So I guess those three things are, are tied for me. If I don't trust you, I don't see you as stable or consistent. If you're not consistent, I don't trust you and you're not stable. If you're not stable, you're not consistent and I don't trust you. So it's like those three things, but the main thing for me is trust always. Um, 
And if I don't trust you, then there's no reason for us to actually be friends. So, yeah. Next one. What is your most treasured memory? My most treasured memory is... Mm, probably my wedding day, honestly. It was a really cool day. And it was one of those things like everyone was like, oh, are you so nervous? I'm like, no, <laughs> why would I be nervous? Like, I'm very excited to do this. I'm happy for this. Uh, and I had someone ask me like, oh, do you think that he's going to be nervous? I'm like, no, like we're good. Y'all are so weird. But yeah, my wedding day is probably my most treasured memory. And the next question is, what is your most terrible memory? And I'm like going to choose not to share that on the podcast just yet because I think it requires a longer and deeper conversation that I'm not really in the headspace to have right now. So we're going to put a pin in that one. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're now living? Why? Uh, yeah, I would. I think that now I operate under the assumption that I have more time. And if I knew that I didn't have more time, then I would do all the things that I'm just like, oh, I don't need to do that right now, or I can put it off, or I don't need to tell them this today. Um, I think I would also like be sure to tell all my friends that I value them. And this is something that I like, I'm not super emotive anyway. So it's not something I typically do. But if I knew I was going to die in a year, like I would tell them as much as I possibly could so that when I was gone, they would know that I cared about them in that way. Okay, next question. What does friendship mean to you? Friendship is someone that you can trust with anything. There's no bad blood between you. If you do have an argument or a disagreement, you are able to like come to a conclusion and come to a resolution that everyone is happy with and be able to like solve it and move on. Um, a friend is someone that you can rely on that's there for you and you're there for them. And it's like a, almost like a symbiotic relationship because there has to be that give and take. I don't want to constantly give to someone who is not giving to me. I don't know. Symbiotic relationship. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Um, well, as I said before, I'm not really a super emotive person, but I do love really deeply. Um, I don't think that my feelings really dictate my decisions a lot. I know that they do sometimes, but I try to be as logical as possible. I'm also not a super affectionate person unless you have made it into like the inner sanctum of like me. <laughs> so I like I'm not the friend that's going to like hold your hand all the time or like whatever. But if like I'm kind of close to you, I will like hug you when I see you and stuff like that. Like I won't push you away or anything like that. But yeah, affection isn't huge for me unless like we're that close, if that makes any sense. Okay, next question. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most people's? Um, so my family's not very close. Uh, not very warm, I wouldn't say. And I also wouldn't say that my childhood was happier than most. I feel like I had more than my fair share of trauma and of hardship growing up, but I it's not, not like I'm resentful of it. I feel like it made me into the person I am today and I like the person I am today. Next question. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? A lot of family questions in this thing. 
Um, my relationship with my mother is good. We had a falling out several years ago and we didn't speak for years. And then my youngest brother was hit by a car. Actually, he's fine, by the way. And I reached out to her like, hey, I heard that Ben was hit by a car. Like, is everything okay? Can you let me know? And then after that, we went and like met up actually because she happened to be in Texas and it was like a rebirth of our relationship. So our relationship now is good. Um, we've been through our ups and downs, but it, it's on, on the up right now. <laughs> Next one. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank. Um, this is a tough one for me because I don't feel like there's anything that's really lacking in my life in terms of my relationships at this time. Uh, there were periods where I was like, I wish I could share my creativity or I wish I could share my love with or share this particular activity or travel with me. But like, I have all of those things covered now. So um, yeah, it's kind of a a null question for me. Next question. When did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? Um, I genuinely don't remember the last time I cried in front of another person, but I think I cried by myself like literally last week. Last week? Yeah. So right before my cycle starts, I am extremely emotional, extremely volatile, like you say the wrong thing to me and I will flip a bit. It's so fun being a girl. Love it to death. Um, but yeah, so I definitely cried. I don't remember what I cried about. Um, oh, actually I do. I was having like this existential crisis of like, am I doing the right thing with my life? Am I even meant to be here? Like, is my life like the way that it's supposed to be? Should I be doing more? Should I be doing less? And it was very overwhelming. So uh, that happened. It has since passed, thank goodness. But yeah, right before my cycle starts, I'm always due for a good cry. So that always happens to me. But in front of another person, it's been it's been a while. It's been a long while. But the last person would probably be in front of my husband. And I do not remember what that would have been. Next question, what, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I feel like things like sexual assault, rape, things like that, uh, not funny in any context. Uh, yeah, those are just not, not funny to me. Um, like racist jokes, not funny. We, like, we just, we gotta grow up as a society. So anything like that is just not, mm, not into it. Next question. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? This is a good question. Um, ironically, I don't think there's anything that I would regret not having told someone because I've been trying this like radical honesty thing and it's like you just tell someone the full truth and not like in the sugar-coated way and not hold things back like just say how you actually feel about someone like if you're grateful for a friendship say i'm so glad that we're friends 
right? It's just that simple. And that's something that like I normally wouldn't say, but it's not something that I would not think. You know what I mean? Like I would think that, but I just wouldn't tell the person. So I've been trying to like actually tell people how I feel and things like that. So there's really nothing that I would be like, ooh, I should have told someone this. Next question. Your house, containing everything you own, catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Honestly, nothing. There's nothing in this house that can't be replaced. And it's not... Okay, so like in my opinion, I've saved... I've gotten my dog out. I've got my husband out. And now I'm going to run back into a burning building for an item? That to me is putting myself in danger for no reason like my my husband will need me my dog will need me like we need to focus on the bigger picture here and I'm not running back into a burning building for an item like this is why I have homeowners insurance they're gonna replace it it's gonna be fine all of my photos and stuff are backed up in the cloud I don't need that all of my writing backed up in the cloud Like, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, crap, I really wish, no. Like, there will be things that I'm like, oh, man, I remember I had this, but I don't have it anymore. But it's not, it's not worth the risk to me. Okay, next question. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Uh, My husband's death, obviously. Um, He is the most valuable person in my life. And he is the only person that impacts my life every single day. So if he were to pass away, my whole life would be changed. And I feel like it would be truly the most devastating loss I could experience. Because it's like I feel like we are soulmates or like twin flames or whatever. So that would be half of myself no longer on this earth. And... I would have to figure out how to live in a world where he doesn't live and that would just not not work for me like I would I would have a really really hard time with that okay final question we're gonna end on a lighter note all right what is an embarrassing moment in your life I'm going to tell you about the time that I pooped myself outside So when I was in high school, I played soccer. I was pretty good. Um, But in the off season, I would try to keep in like somewhat decent shape. So I went for a run and I was running with my stepfather. We did like a three to four mile run. We're circling back almost home and we get to the back of our property and our property was about an acre, right? And then the house was three quarters of an acre from where I was standing. And all of a sudden, I am struck by the extremely urgent need to make it to a bathroom. I am three quarters of an acre from the house. And then I have to walk up the steps, into the house, through the house, up the stairs again, to the bathroom. I'm not going to make it, okay? I am not going to make it. There is no possible way that I'm going to make it. So I'm standing in the back of the property under a tree, holding onto the tree, squeezing my butt cheeks together, praying, hoping against all hope that I do not poop myself out here in this field. Like this would, this would be hell. Because it's not just 
me out here. It's not super private. We have a neighbor to the left. We have a neighbor to the right. Behind me, a major road. In front of the house, a major road. So the likelihood of one of my schoolmates, friends, teammates, my parents' friends, colleagues driving by and seeing me in this small town was very high, okay? So there I am. My stepfather is like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. You know, you just go on. I'm just going to stand here for a second. And I think he knew, but he didn't say anything. He just left me. And that is fine because the the pain that was gripping my my bowels at the moment was so intense. I was like doubled over, hoping, praying again, squeezing my butt cheeks together, hoping that this did not happen to me. When I feel some release and that is when I realized that I pooped my pants and it was not all the way. There was still more to come. But unfortunately for me, I was wearing shorts and these shorts did not have the little underwear inside, like the running shorts. So I have feces dripping down my leg. And now that I am able to walk again, because there, I've had the small release, I need to walk to the house three quarters of an acre away. Okay, an acre's not huge, okay? But it is a lifetime when you are in the situation that I was in. So I start walking and I realize that I'm walking a little too fast, so I have to slow down. But I need to walk a little faster because I feel the pressure building again. So I eventually just, again, squeeze my butt and <laughs> power walk to the house, up the stairs, in the house, through the house, up the stairs again, to the bathroom, and relieve myself. I think that no one saw me. As it turns out, my mother and my brothers were looking out the kitchen window that looks out to the field where I was standing by the tree, and they saw everything. They saw the release, the little release. They saw the power walk that slowed to a very slow walk that ended in a very stiff power walk. They saw me go up the stairs, through the house, up the stairs to the bathroom. And let me tell you, no one ever, ever, ever let me forget this. So that was terrible. Uh, would not recommend. I'm not really a runner anymore. And I'd be lying if I said that that particular moment did not impact my decision. Okay. That is all we have time for this week, my friends. If you are not already following the Instagram and the TikTok, you need to get on it. I promise you, you're missing out. It's at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you have not already. And if you have, thank you so much. I appreciate you more than life itself. I will talk to you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye.